Hello guys, welcome to the Worldwide Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, my dears. How's it going? Welcome to one more Worldwide Podcast. And first of all, I just want to ask how is Gibby because he's kind of drunk during this episode and he's amazing. How's it going, bro? Okay, guys, how's it going? So what Jack just said is kind of true, kind of false. But I was just in the center of Zagreb. As you guys may know, I'm still in Croatia, still studying, ending my bachelor's. And I was having different drinks because I just found out there's a Spanish bar in Croatia that sells sangria, which is one of my favorite drinks ever because I love wine. And if you mix liquors and wine, it's even better. So I got a little bit out of uh, a little bit drunk, but I'm here. I'm ready for the podcast. And I'm ready to make the last days here in Croatia worth because in two weeks, I'm leaving to Amsterdam, uh, starting my internship. So I got to make literally the best out of these last days. So obviously, I need to get a little bit drunk. So here we are. Here we are with our amazing No, fair guests. enough, bro. Fair enough. Fair enough, bro. Uh, the last week of Erasmus, you have to get drunk. That's a, a kind of a law. You have to get drunk every single day in yeah. your last week of Erasmus. That's <laughs> a fucking long, like Erasmus law. There was like right there, really stable for you guys getting drunk. So represent our continent. The first episode that we recorded on American's continent. We are recording with this amazing person, Barbara Quintero from Mexico, from Mexico. This amazing girl. How's it going, Barbara? How's it going right there in Mexico? It's really good today, to be honest. I just got the vaccine today. I just actually, I just came from there. Um, I hope I'm not dead like in three hours. At least I'm still alive. So that's something good. And I'm really happy to be here. Really happy to see my good friend from Bologna and have like good memories back. So yeah. I'm for happy. sure, for sure. So for the listeners, me and Barbara, we actually met in my first Erasmus uh, experience, which was in Bologna. And oh my God, thinking back, I was so young. I was a 19-year-old boy just wanting to experience some Erasmus-like life. And I was literally the youngest person there. And it was amazing for me. So, yeah, I thought of doing literally one in the American continent. And I was, and I was like, Mexico? So I'm definitely going to bring Barbara here. She's an amazing person. We talked quite a lot. Not enough, unfortunately, uh, which we're going to discuss further. But... Still, I wanted to bring her in. She's going to represent the best country, like with the best cuisine, best gastronomy in the American continent. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. For sure. So, oh my God. Oh, so oh, now, now we have a kind of, I, I have, I, come on, man. I have to say, I don't know if it's the best cuisine in American continent. I, I think it is. It is. There, There's in the same it continent. Is. But one of the best cuisines, <laughs> for sure. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, I've eaten, <laughs> I don't know. My sister does, um, I got to know the recipe for, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it correctly. So don't, like, don't kill me if I do it no wrong. No worries. Cochinha or something like that. And yeah, cochinha. Cochinha. Amazing. Yeah. I love that thing. It's like oh the most gosh. delicious thing. <laughs> Salgadinhos are so good. Like the, the thing is that salgadinhos in Europe, only Portuguese people know it because outside of it, they look at it and they're like, "What the hell is this?" But yeah, because it, it's the best yeah, because it was actually made in Brazil. Yeah, uh, because it was actually made in Brazil, so that's why only Portuguese people knows. You mm. guys stole our gold and do <laughs> it. So 
Say it, say it. <laughs> oh my god, should we just literally start talking about gastronomy? Because I want to get into the best thing about Mexico. For me, it is their gastronomy. Last, like, I think two days ago, I made quesadillas sure. and they were my favorite thing ever. I make enchiladas Woo! like every week here. I make, oh my god, cheesy nachos just so many times. Like, Barbara, I, I am in love with your gastronomy. Like, it's the best thing ever. Best drunk food, Me best too. comfort food, best, uh, like, Jesus, best wine food, for sure. It's like, yeah. It is, really. I mean, to be honest, um, I think I didn't, I've always appreciated, but I think I didn't really appreciate it until I was away. And sure. I just discovered how beautiful it was. I just, I came back, I remember, I just arrived, and the, like, five hours after I arrived, my mom had already made, like, 10 dishes, um, everything different, you know, with dillas, which is like that. It's the simplest thing in the world, but at the same time, it's the thing that I miss the most. It's just beautiful. When I tasted it again, it was just, I wanted to cry. Mole for me is like an addiction. Mole is like a, like a, a, like a sauce with chocolate and chile. I don't know if that sounds normal, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's just the it's most spicy amazing thing. chocolate. So spicy yeah. and sweet together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. Delicious. It's amazing. Delicious, delicious. She also made cochinita. Um, that I don't really know how to explain it because I'm not really sure how it's made. But it's also with chili, of course, and orange, and like meat, and it's just delicious. So, yeah. To be honest, I am really proud. I love being here and like having like a, a place outside, having different things full of tacos and exactly like quesadillas, sopes. The Everything that is made with corn is just oh amazing. Yeah, for sure. Like the <laughs> Which city are you from, Barbara? Mexico City. Yeah. All right. Capital. So mm -hmm. I, I actually, I wasn't sure. So I was just like uh, asking Jerome. I'm not yeah. really sure where she's from, but I'm almost no, certain no, she's yeah. from Mexico City. And then, yeah, <laughs> got it right. Got it right. I am. I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Do, uh, do, do you get more visitors inside Mexico City or Cancun? Because I know Cancun is a bubble, basically. It's just made for spring breaks. But do you have even more like tourists inside Mexico City or more even in Cancun? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I know that like Cancun is and all of that. It's just like the point where all the tourists go. Yeah. But at the same time, like here's the airport, like one of the airports. So I guess... Most of them, if they want to visit Mexico in general, they would have to come to the city, even though they don't want to. So <laughs> I'm not sure. I guess this is like a place where everybody comes, but maybe uh -huh. not because it's like the main place they want to go. Sure. <laughs> but it's a yeah. place you have to like, you know, step yeah. in. I don't know. At least stop. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think it's stop. a destination. I don't yeah, think. I just do the yeah. connection flight to another yeah. place. And... But yeah. yeah, yeah. Mostly Americans, I, I mean, I've heard that Americans on their spring break go mostly to, Me uh, to Mexico. Do they go into the Bay or do they go into Mexico City or just Cancun? I imagine that they will go just like just directly to the beaches. I guess it's not only Cancun, but like Los Cabos and I okay. think like Acapulco and all that shore is also like really full. So, yeah, I don't think oh, they will have to go to the city. So, yeah. so <laughs> Uh, for now that you say about Acapulco, this city, uh, we have in Brazil one of the most famous TV shows from all time in Brazil is El Chavo del Ocho. In Brazil is Chaves. Do you know Chavo del Ocho? Of course, 
course. Wow. Of course, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's really famous here in Brazil. Everybody everybody knows. Everybody knows this. And there is an episode that Chavez go Chavez in Brazil, but uh, I don't know why we changed the name. It's not El Chavo in, in Brazil. In Brazil, we call it we call him Chavish. Yeah. Chavish. <laughs> why? So there there isn't Chavish. I don't know. We just changed because Chavez is uh, the translation in English is key. So maybe it was easier for Brazilians to pronounce. I, I don't know. Maybe. So we call we call Chavez, and then there there is an episode that Chavez goes to Apuco and is very famous. And... I've it's never amazing. seen that episode. No, <laughs> but <laughs> you have to. You have it, to. Honestly, but I love that show. We have you work. have to. You have to. <laughs> oh, and also Chilindrina in, in Brazil is uh, in Brazil is Chiquinha. Chiquinha. Chiquinha, like small, Chiquinha. like like small girls. Yeah, it's like, like that. Chiquita. It's like Chiquita. Uh-huh. <laughs> really? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Brazilian. Do you change all the names or just those two? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. basically, did. like, like uh, Brazil. Brazil normally changes every name so it's easier to pronounce. So in Harry Potter, they change all of the houses so it's easier to pronounce. It's for me it doesn't make any sense because yeah, we did. I, I, I yeah, I grew up like reading Harry Potter and I'll, I'll, <laughs> always did. like in the Portuguese books it would always be Slytherin. <laughs> Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, they have like Lufa Lufa for Hufflepuff <laughs> or something. It's so weird. But they I, I guess the the big mission is Hufflepuff. to make yeah, it's to make like easier to pronounce or something. So uh, I'm not yeah, in that yeah, group, yeah. but yeah. I get the point. <laughs> I get the point though. So oh my god. But then what 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 are the names of the houses of Harry Potter? Like um Gryffindor is Finodia. Uh, Hufflepuff is Lufa Lufa. <laughs> no. And the other one is Ravencrow in English. I don't know. Uh-huh. Ravencrow, Ravencrow is uh-huh. is uh, Corvinal. <laughs> but they have nothing to do. Like, no, nothing not to do. It. Nothing to do. Just just easier to pronounce. Oh my god! Just okay. just, just the Lufa Lufa alone Fair makes enough. me uh, question all life. <laughs> but it is funny <laughs> though. Lufa. I love it. It is funny. It is funny. Oh my god! Should okay now he should say, uh, Barbara. Do you remember where we met or when we met? Because I'm not fully sure. So I know it was because of one Australian dude. Do you remember him? Yeah, Francesco. Oh Francesco. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. He was like half Italian, half. Uh, he had an Italian name. Uh, have, um, yeah, because he oh, right. his family was from Italy, Australia. from Sicily. Uh huh. Yeah. But yeah. he was Australian. All right. All right. I literally, so, yeah. yeah, I I met him on when I was doing my ESCN card, and then uh, I think the next day we were just like already on the bars and stuff, connecting. So so yeah, it was. It was literally... amazing. Like he, he. I remember because what the I arrived. I can't remember which day I arrived to Bologna, but like that same uh, weekend, I went to visit my cousin that was on Siena. So when I went, like, came back, I didn't really know anyone. And the first day I came back, I went to the introduction session, and that's where I met him. And it was just amazing because it, I went from like not knowing like anyone at all to a guy that made like this WhatsApp group where we like we just <laughs> arranged WhatsApp to see group. each other in Piazza Maggiore. <laughs> yeah, oh <laughs> you my remember? God. And, and was... we just like 
the same night we were going out on bars and it was so much fun and I, I don't know it was really cool I made my best friends like and it was just too fast but really cool I loved him <laughs> yeah, yeah it was literally the same uh, I still remember he I think it was the the second day that I arrived I literally went to uh, the the ESN thing to pick up the card and there was such a huge line like it was a whole event just to get that card like in here i just went there and got the card literally no, no line at all but in uh bologna it was so crazy like erasmus is like the, the big difference from bologna and here in croatia is that the erasmus in bologna is so big like so big here i know every everyone completely everyone in bologna i saw people every day like yeah, I can. new people every day it was insane like it was so big yeah uh but but yeah but yeah then uh yeah we went out like uh the first two weeks and then yeah i guess we just drifted apart for some yeah. reason for some reason <laughs> and then we reconnected at the end but yeah it was it was it it was it Same it was way. really sad to be honest i think i think it was one of the mistakes um i can say i did because um when i like the first weeks i was really open to know everyone you know to stay in touch but then I guess it's easier to just start to closing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. When you so, get your own group, and then it, it literally becomes. Yeah. I I did that with the with the Germans, like in a, mm. in in Italy, especially they were like my best friends ever, and especially like I had the most coincidence ever like to happen. Uh, I met a German when I was picking up my uh, my student card, and he had had gone to my region seven times already. So he had gone to Portugal more specifically my region so the south Ooh. seven times so it was so literally okay. imagine he we were at the at the same time at the same place like so coincidental and literally he just had gone to my region seven times so we connected uh for, for that then uh i met his friends and then we literally started our own group i guess and and yeah it was like that beautiful yeah and do you remember like uh in the beginning i was kind of in the tough place because i didn't have a house yet do you remember that i do remember yeah what oh happened my... with that so do, do you know how many houses i i had in italy i had four houses <laughs> four houses so the first one i was in the dorms and i didn't mm -hmm. feel my paperwork properly so i had to move in the end of september then i stayed in a friend's place for three days and then I met some Norwegian guys and I stayed with them in the month of October. And then I actually found a place for November, December and January. For, so three months uh, with a Peruan family, which was a miracle, like completely a miracle. I love them and still do. Like I still talk to them like they're my second family, basically. And I had to speak Spanish literally <laughs> every day, every day really yeah every day then you will have to speak spanish now <laughs> oh my god i no, know, it looks amazing back then i was I, i thought i was the master of spanish like castellan especially because yeah they were from peru but it's literally the same thing and oh my god back then i thought i was like the the best spanish speaker but now i think i lost everything like italian <laughs> oh my god i do, do you still know how to speak like some uh words in italian or did you forget everything no, the thing is that I studied before, so I had already studied uh, Italian for three okay. years. Okay. So okay. So when I arrived, you were prepared. I arrived with it, and I lived with Italian girls. Yeah. Oh my but god. But it was like amazing. getting the house was also like 
a big adventure because, well, not adventure because I didn't know what Bologna was. I didn't know that it was so hard to get a house. I didn't know that it was like a city for students. So when I had to get the visa, uh, they asked me already to find a place. And I felt like, oh, that should be easy. And I spent like three months sending messages and nobody would take me in because I would just stay like for six months and I am not European. So there was a lot of problem. And in the end, I contacted these girls and I didn't really thought things through. Um, we arranged everything. I didn't sign a contract, but we arranged everything. And so I remember the day I arrived, I went back, like I got out of the bus and I was heading there. It was like midnight with all my, you know, my... <laughs> All my life in the bag, yeah, you know? no luggage. <laughs> and I was just walking, and then I just thought, like, what if, what if they like don't exist? You know, what if it's not real? Sure, you sure. know, and it's a scam of stuff, no, right? <laughs> exactly. I thought, like, I never that never crossed my mind before. But then I thought, like, sure. damn, what if I was scammed? You know. And then I started walking, and I live in La Bolognina. That it's it's not like, but it's known as the ugly part of the of the city. Was so, it was um, it north, south, west, or north? East? Yeah, north, north, really near the. Oh, uh, okay, train yeah, station. yeah, to the train station. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! So I I, I started to to walk, and I felt like you know a little bit of that. It's not that it was a bad zone, but in that moment I felt like um, panicked, and I started to yeah, cry. Yeah, it's bad feeling coming. I'm gonna be homeless. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna be here <laughs> in the streets for oh the whole night but no like they were real uh they were lovely they're like right now like my sisters they're amazing oh, beautiful amazing. i love them but i was really scared yeah yeah <laughs> bologna is insane there are so many scandals in bologna i still remember jesus it was such a hard time because like so many um like um those people that fake uh ads basically and they just want to get yeah, you the deposit. The there there are a lot scammers. of scammers there in jesus and yeah. like the thing is that bologna is so small so the prices are so high and it's so hard even for Italian students to have a home. So imagine me and imagine like Barbara from another like continent. It's insane. Sure, it's sure. insane. And uh, yeah, thankfully I Did got it, one and it was very cheap. And uh, oh my God. Yeah, it was amazing actually having, you know, like most people think you left, you lived with the whole family. And I was like, yeah, but it didn't feel like it. The bathroom was never a problem, even though it was one for the whole family. I never had a problem with the bathroom. Uh, the kitchen, like I usually would cook after them and they would cook sometimes even for me, their own uh, pro and dishes. So it was like amazing. Sure. And oh my God. And I spent Christmas and New Year's Eve with them. And Barbara, I know you also spent Christmas uh, in uh, Europe, right? Yeah. I oh went to, that's also, I have, to be honest, I lived a lot of amazing stories. Um like two years ago, I went uh, traveling here in Mexico, uh, Chiapas and like Cancun and like all that part. And Chiapas was amazing. It's beautiful. And the, I met the, the, the East Port, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's where Guatemala like borders, all right. you know? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's beautiful, beautiful, like amazing. And I met two Belgian guys. Uh, we, we started to talk about football. So how, I, and it's not that I'm into football really, but it was like the World Cup. And there was like a match, and right. we were talking 2018. about like winning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and we became like really like really close. We had a great time. Then they went to the city because they had a flight from there. They didn't even want to go to the city. Uh, <laughs> they came here to my house. Uh, it was really good. And when I went to Bologna, I I, I kept in touch with them. Uh, and then like the girl, because they were a couple. Well, they are a couple. 
the girl I like came right. visiting me uh, to Bologna and then they invited me in for Christmas so I spent Christmas in Belgium with their family and it was just beautiful oh, I spent like five days with them like completely spoiled they took me everywhere <laughs> beautifully gave me waffles <laughs> for the for Christmas so and chocolates and beautiful things so it was it was amazing yeah yeah and it is very different like I, I think it is so I mean for me especially it was so good for me to spend Christmas outside of my comfort zone and experience like a whole other culture and tradition like um, the food that I ate with the Peruvian family was amazing like I got into like how they celebrate Christmas uh, I drank with them like so much wine like talking Spanish the whole night I still don't know how, how <laughs> I communicated Spanish. full Spanish I don't know how, how I communicated Spanish the whole night I, I don't think I could nowadays but back then I could <laughs> for some reason and oh my god it was so 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 fun and then New Year's Eve I also spent in Bologna and uh, the whole Peruvian family even like the cousins and the uncles and everything they bought so many crates of Corona beer and they gave me all for free like they were so nice oh my god so nice and I drank with them the whole night we were listening to uh regaton the whole night as well just <laughs> latin music it. latin music the whole night and it was so 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 great like such a different experience that i will always remember for the rest of my life for sure for sure so uh barbara is corona expensive there in mexico or really cheap like the the national beer i don't think it's expensive no but to be honest I, it's not my like that's not what I choose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, I think your taste of beer. beers. <laughs> no, I don't really. Yeah, like here that. in Brazil is like trending. Everybody likes Corona and it's pretty expensive. But it's not really like it's not tasty. Yeah, yeah, for I me too. Know. Yeah, Ooh, yeah I don't know. Me too. I, I don't like person. it so much. I gotta yeah, say, yeah, I, I love I love Corona beer because I love to put the lime in. <laughs> it's very just like the drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is I, amazing. For me, it tastes great and. Jesus, like, um, I don't know, Barbara, if you know, but there are like some YouTubers. It's really soft to be here. Nelk Boys. Yeah, yeah, it is soft, but it is like flavorish. And yeah. the Nelk Boys in the sure, United States, sure. they advertise the beer in a way that everybody wants to drink Corona because mm -hmm. they think it's cool and stuff. And uh, they they brought the brand to so many profits just because of their videos. It's insane. Do you know, really? do you know how I Corona got famous here in Brazil? How? Because of Fast and Furious movie. Uh, Vin Diesel is drinking Corona all the time, so people wanted to be like Vin Diesel. <laughs> really, I've never. Yeah, I've seen the movies. I've never noticed it. <laughs> really, yeah, he's drinking, drinking corona. corona all the time. Yeah. Wow, and here, <laughs> I mean, here it's a big deal too. But it, I don't think it's. I don't know. I wouldn't consider that it's the most drinking beer. You know, I I don't think. But I'm not really? sure to be honest. No, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm like. I'm not a good judge of that, so maybe. So which word. is the national? Which is the national beer? Sol. I get no. I get it. I get it. I don't know. I guess it's Corona. I would Corona, say right. it's like, but I don't think if you ask each of you, like, what sure, did you sure, choose? Sure, sure. I don't think they would choose All Corona. Right. So mm. no, maybe, maybe also Desperado or no? Do you, do you guys drink a lot of that beer? Like the the is it Mexican? Of, no, it's not. It, it is no, a Mexican, it's not. right? Wait, no, I guess it's a Spanish. It's not? Bro. Oh God, I actually no. have no idea. It's Spanish. Yeah, it's Spanish. I guess. Oh my God. Is yeah. it? I don't know. I I get to know it like because someone sure, asked though. me because it it has like tequila, right? And yeah, 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 and tequila. Yeah, I think it's a mix with tequila and beer. Yeah, so they told me like, oh, you should like drink this every day, and I was like, I've never seen this before in my life. So <laughs> it's insane. So it tasted nice. <laughs> it was good. 
Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's a good, uh, it's a good option if you don't want to yeah. have like the taste of full beer. Oh god! Yeah. But Barbara, actually, I don't think I've ever asked you. Did you ever have a a quintinera? Or no? Oh, you know what? Okay, so it is a big deal, you know. Okay, like, okay, yeah. We do that, <laughs> but I didn't like parties. <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't Bro. like that tension. <laughs> do I don't like do that tension, know? you know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry for interrupting okay. you guys. Do you know where Corona, uh, Corona, not Desperado is from? Where? No. Where? It's from the same factory of Heineken, so it's actually Dutch. It's Dutch. Dutch. Desperado no. is fucking Dutch. It's Dutch, bro. Oh god, it's Dutch. Well, it's from really? the country that I'm gonna it's be interesting. Oh god, it's insane. <laughs> Now <laughs> I feel scammed. Yeah, yeah, it is a yeah, scam. It's a fucking scam. Oh my god, it's fake publicity. That's how I call it. Fake publicity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a Dutch exactly. name, not a Spanish name. Jesus. Oh my god. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, going going back to the Quintinera, uh, t tell us a, a little about your experience then. Yeah. No, it, here it's a big deal. You know, we like normally we would have like you know big dress like complete like princess dress you know yeah. <laughs> you would have like things guys that dance around you and like the balls and everything but uh -huh. i've never liked to be like the center of a dating show i so i didn't want like that kind of party i couldn't imagine myself in a princess dress i'm <laughs> no it's not my style so um i convinced my mom to make like a, a trip and our, uh, originally we should have like uh Uh, I just forgot the word in English, but like a cruise. Yeah, a cruise okay, okay. to um, the Caribbean and stuff. Uh, but to be honest, since then, I've always been in love with Italy. So I wanted to go to Italy. And I, to be honest, I was a really spoiled girl. And I just made, you know, the gluey eyes to my mom. And I said like, mom, <laughs> please. <laughs> and, um, and we went and we took a cruise, uh, but in the Mediterranean. Wow. And we went to, yeah, we went to... I think we started in Malaga okay. and Valencia and yeah, we go like to places in Italy. I think it was Florence and Rome and we went to Corsica. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember the name of the place we stopped, but, uh, but it, it was beautiful. Although to be honest, I didn't get to have like a lot of the experience because when it's the cruise, you just get like what five hours like honestly i was yeah, yeah. in rome like five hours five freaking hours so i didn't really get to yeah, see a lot yeah, when you, do a cruise, you have you have around five hours to go to the port and then go to the city and then you have to come back because the the ship is is living exactly so yeah. it was not i mean it was a really good experience that was the first time i got ever got out of my country and the first yeah. time i went to europe sure. so it was beautiful but You know, I never spend the night in a city, for example. I always spend the night, like, in, in the cruise. In the cruise, yeah. So, I guess, yeah. <laughs> But it was good. Yeah, it was super. Maybe, it's, <laughs> in, in my opinion, it's, a, it's an even better quinceanera than just, like, being on a dress and just, like, <laughs> with the ego, with the ego <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> but oh, but sure. basically, like, the, the main premise of a quinceanera is, like, the, the welcome to the womanhood, right? It's yeah. Yeah, it's when you become a woman and stuff. But it's to be honest, I like when I think about it right now, I just think it's kind of creepy because it's like your introduction to like now you are exactly. an edible piece of meat, you know? Yeah, so exactly. Like, like uh, uh, <laughs> man, it happens. It happens uh, here in Brazil when when a girl completes 15. Uh, the daddy, fuck, I'm paying a, a fucking bro to my to to <laughs> yeah. my daughter to say that. Now she's able to fuck. 
Like, fuck, <laughs> I, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to pay a lot of money just to 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 let the to welcome let to the, the sex life. My, my throat, yeah, yeah exactly. That my can fuck right know. now, like fuck it. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that is amazing. Insane. But my favorite. But, but it's, it's it's a way better to do a cruise. Instead yeah, of yeah, yeah, for sure. Making a party and spending a lot of money, letting people know that you <laughs> that you have a active sexual life for now. But for the now, thing uh, is that they never really ask you if you want. You know, it's like now now you can see right. her as a piece of meat. Not like, do you want to be that piece of meat? I, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> really it's like creepy. offering, <laughs> offering you a kind of stuff. <laughs> really creepy. Oh my god. Yeah. But my favorite tradition of Mexico probably has to be Lo Dia de los Muertos because yeah, for sure. You probably know Barbara. I'm a, I'm the biggest horror fan. Like horror, <laughs> horror, horror. Like give it to me. And it's the day after Halloween night. You guys have the most amazing tradition that, thankfully, it's ha, has been displayed on one of my favorite animated movies, uh, Coco. Like Coco, yeah. I love that film so much. Uh, this movie is amazing. And uh, I think it represents the culture quite well. I don't know from uh, your side, but yeah, I, I I love that that movie. And um, tell us like uh, your normal day on Lodi de los Muertos. What do you do? Like what your family does? Well, I don't know. I guess we lost like at least in my family we lost a little bit the tradition. Um, but for example, this I think it was this November I spent it in my grandparents' little town in Michoacan. Right. And it's beautiful because they're in, in Michoacan. It's a, like one of the states in Mexico um, or regions. I don't know how to call it in English. States, um, yeah. Uh-huh. So they have like this mountain where it's really famous. I don't know if like you know about it, about the butterfly, the maripla monarca. Like monarca, this, this yellow butterfly, it's really representative here. And they migrate and they spend a, a season on November here in Mexico in that precise mount- mountain so oh, everything amazing. around like like in Dia de los Muertos at least in my grandparents uh, small town it's about the butterflies so it's wow. really beautiful everything is like decorated and it was really beautiful you know I actually because we like for example here with my parents we don't really like do the the altar although when I was in Italy I did make my altar I like I I did like my photos and wow. put my candles <laughs> and everything I did everything nice. yeah I Wait, what- I, did I you really do it? it. <laughs> did you do it in your home or did you do it like outside? No, in my home I did like oh, okay. I use I stole to be honest I stole from my roommates like one um little like table and I put the pictures <laughs> of my dogs that passed away. That's It's cute. It's cute. It's yeah, cute. Yeah, my my granddad because he died like while I was out. Yeah. Oh, so wow. well, he was not my mind, but anyway. And um, but yeah, I did, I did the candles. My friend, the Belgian friend, was uh, went in that uh, like in that weekend, so she helped me do the like the decorations. The yeah. this like paper cut. Do you know the cut paper that that it's like cur- colorful and everything? I don't know if it's yeah. known there. I got you. I got you. I got yeah, you. I got you. I think so. I think so. Man, yeah. It, so it was pretty. <laughs> I think it was pretty. I loved it. Um, but me- now in my family town, it was better. Yeah, if, if you had told me, like, I would go with you to Piazza Maggiore, to the stairs, and we would do, like, a biggest altar. Like, I would not care about the Italians. <laughs> we would do, like, the biggest altar in uh, the main piazza in, it- in Italy, like, in the stairs. We can still do it. We can still do it. Completely. We should, I'm going to do that next, next year, you know? <laughs> next November. <laughs> oh, my God, for sure. No, yeah. For sure. 
I loved it. And uh, but yeah, like for example, now that it was in the small town, it's just different. You know, the people is really closer to to the traditions, so you could see the big altars with all the food because you give them food. Like yours, the belief is that you give them like the things they liked, so they come back uh, one like one evening in the year, so they eat whatever you cook, they drink whatever you leave there. So you could see all the alcohol, <laughs> you could see like all the food, um, everything. Uh, to be honest, it's it's really beautiful. I I love it. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Nice. That's nice. Okay, so since we are on the horror topic, I gotta say that <laughs> also. You guys have the best mythologies ever, like Jesus, like, and I gotta say, you have the best urban legends and mythologies, but you don't have enough good horror films, like in Mexico. My favorite no. horror film is literally an American film about Mexico, which is uh, Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones, which I have to say, it represents uh, all the good Mexican mythologies, such as do you do you know like that one that when you spray uh, black paint into a mirror, it's a portal to demons. In the no, you don't know. Yeah, it's it's from Mexico. Is it Mexican? Yeah, it's Mexican. It is, it's Mexican, and in the film they actually portray it perfectly, and that's how they get the demon Toby to come out, the demon from Paranormal Activity, and but. Other than that, there are so right. many great horror films, uh, but not enough actually from Mexico about their mythologies. Like, I am obsessed with the Chupacabra. You obviously know this one. <laughs> Chupacabra. The Chupacabra oh, is course. my favorite one. And still... uh, also here in Brazil, it's very famous. Oh my God. And really? Still... Yeah, Chupacabra. Really in Brazil? Wow. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, it is. And still, there's like no Mexican film about the Chupacabra. Like, Jesus, please. Ah. It needs to be I don't made. know. Like I, I imagine if I if they did like a Chupacabra film, I don't think it would be good. <laughs> just get oh, like, yeah. like, like, running around. Trust I don't think me. it would be good. No. With with good writing and good direction, anything can be good. Just oh my god, <laughs> just just that 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 pronoun activity uh, alone. It's the amount of money you put at the movie, right? Yeah, because you if you do like a very horrible and creepy chupacabra is going to be creepy the movie, even yeah. though you have like really good script or direction, doesn't matter <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and just like the you urban mean, like, legend alone is amazing, sure. is amazing. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, like I'm sad that my favorite Mexican film it's not even from like fully Mexico, it's just Pernal Activity the Mark ones. But I have to say, I uh, at least 30% of the film is spanish speaking the actors are all mexican and the mythologies and the urban legends are all portrayed amazingly so i have to say but then there's this awful awful horror film that i hate that exists which is la rorona and it's an american <laughs> film that is no. horrible for the for this amazing urban legend like i actually also love this urban legend and they made it so bad like so bad it's such a disrespect to the culture so bad yeah they, they didn't yeah, but, even bothered uh, bother like to have uh, spanish-speaking like mexican actors nothing they just yeah no i didn't even see it to be honest because we already like from uh la llorona we have a lot here we already have like from the like since the 60s or 50s there are like a million versions of la llorona mm -hmm. i'm not saying they're really scary I, I don't really know i guess i saw them when i was really little but um they take place place in the original legend um, like setting 
I think it's Guadalajara, I'm not sure. And they even made like this series of movies, like it's cartoon movies. Um, they are like kind of funny, <laughs> but they do, and they're Mexican. The production is Mexican. Okay. They're not like the best thing ever, but to be honest, they portray uh, a lot of the like the belief here. Like for example, the food. They also portray really good the food of every setting they go to. So I think it's. I mean, it's good. It's not horror, to be honest. They, they never really sure. use it as a, in a horror style because I think it's more for kids. Um, but I don't know. I think to be honest, I didn't even like to to watch that version of La Llorona because uh, I, I, I imagine it would be don't like do it. You know, don't do it to yourself, right? You're even going to be more pissed <laughs> than me. Jesus, it's yeah. like yeah, it's not a good thing. So yeah. yeah, maybe maybe Mexico doesn't have one of the best you know uh, film industries. But you guys have a lot of famous soap operas here in Brazil. We have like a lot of soap operas, a lot of Mexican soap operas, you know, famous American Mexican soap operas here. For example, Maria de la Bairro. No, <laughs> yeah, of it's really Bairro. famous here. I used to watch when I was a kid. Amazing, no. Maria de la Bairro. No, no, no. And also Usurpadora. I don't Usurpadora. even know that one. Usurpadora. Yeah, it's, yeah, 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 it's, it's the same. It's the same main character of Maria del Bairro, I guess. Sorry if I'm if I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I don't um, know. And also Chiquititas. Chiquititas is Mexican, or right? Chiquititas, isn't it Argentinian? I don't know. Argentinian. Sorry, it, it is Argentinian. Sorry. It is. It is I don't it know. Is, it is. It, so. is. it is. My bad. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> And also the singer uh, Luis Miguel. He's like he's yeah. actually from Puerto Rico, but he was uh, established in Mexico, right? Really? I, I thought he was Mexican. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, he, he's he's Puerto Rican. Oh no, yeah. really? I didn't. But, know yeah, that. but he's I mean, he's ninety eight percent Mexican. Yeah, I mean here is he was like raised, one he was I raised in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. La Barca. Really? How to how to forget La Barca? La Barca. <laughs> this song Love is amazing. <laughs> No, it's really good. I mean, to be honest, I do think that we have good cinema. It's just that it's not supported. It never... For sure. Yeah, it is. It happens the same here in Brazil. Like, the, the one that is really commercialized is, to be honest, at least right now, it's really bad. I, I really don't like it. <laughs> but there are really good, like, productions, but they are maybe not as visible. And maybe not the... So it's all about the money. It's all about yeah. the money. Yeah. You don't in the sure end, there is more horror films yeah. in Mexico. It's just a product. For sure. Yeah. Mm. Like there needs to be like at least set in Mexico. Uh, like I know a lot of horror films like do um mythologies about Mexico, but they don't even like bother to go to Mexico to film. And I'm I'm absolutely <laughs> sure it's cheaper to film in Mexico, but I guess like bringing everything into Mexico, it's yeah. like uh, it's a lot of job for them in a way, but ah uh, sucks. Yeah. sucks. Sucks, 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 sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you by the way, we're talking about Argentina. I don't know, Barbara, but uh, after I ended my um, my uh, my Erasmus experience in Bologna, I gave my room to an Argentinian guy. And one month after COVID started, so he stayed there for, oh, I think, three weeks or two weeks. And he told me, oh, he told me he was so excited about being in Italy, adventures and everything. And Italy was one of the worst countries in the beginning. And uh, he called me three weeks later saying, man, I have to go back to Argentina. And I'm like, what? Oh, and he's oh, like, God. yeah, COVID here is very bad. 
And if I don't go back, then I'll be stuck here. So my Erasmus is canceled. And I'm like, damn, so we were so, 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 so lucky, Barbara. Jesus. So lucky. Yeah. I mean, when I went, so, because it was really funny. Oh, no, sorry. You were about to ask something. No, just, just, sorry. You guys were an Erasmus in 2019, second semester? Yeah. Or? yeah. So September. Oh, you guys until, were lucky. Yeah. September the best, 2019 the best mouth. until January 2020, basically. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. But the thing is that I had planned to stay the whole year. So not in Bologna, but I had the plan to stay the whole year. Um, so, for example, when I lived, funny enough, I also gave my place to an Argentinian girl, which wow. I adore. <laughs> she, was, she was really great. Yeah. Wow. Um, she actually, we, we could, like, I think we spent together a month, I think. Then I had to leave. She stayed. And I actually went out of Italy. Like, I think it was maybe three, three or four days before they closed borders. I was this close to stay in wow. Italy, like without money or anything. So I was really lucky, but I had the plan to, to still uh, stay in, um, in Europe. So yeah. I went to the United Kingdom because I needed to stay uh, three months outside the European Union, Union. because of yeah. the, you know, Schengen and visa. Yeah, visa and yeah. European. And uh, so. I faced the same. <laughs> yeah. So, but then I got stuck in the UK. <laughs> I got stuck in the UK because of the pandemic. Um, but as the work away, do you do you know about it? Like, yeah, yeah, you do yeah. like a voluntary work. So sure, I stayed sure. in a farm for four months. You mean the application, right? I, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, the, uh, the app. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in the end, I got stuck, but at least I was not homeless. <laughs> I was really near being homeless, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't. So I stayed uh, here, like yeah. me, Like me, Jesus. For Barbara. Do you know, do you know, I got so much trauma from that experience in Italy, not having a home that I got my place in Croatia in October and I only came here in 8th of February. So I got my place like three months before, three months before, because I was so traumatized by not having a place. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get this place. I'm going to make a video call with my landlord to know it's real. And I'm going to give her like the deposit and everything. So I, it's all settled. And I did all of that. And I have such an amazing place. Like, oh my God. It's so cheap. I have the biggest living room ever to watch my films. It's, I cannot complain. I cannot complain. Jesus. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So wait, did you, did you say you stayed in a farm in England? Yeah, wow. I did. Okay. Yeah, so did, four did you do any farm chores like mil milking cows? Taking eggs? Um, my responsibility was taking care of horses. Uh, Whoa, which wow. was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It was so the best cool. job ever. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I I picked up the poop, of course. So I had to pick up the poop. I had to feed them. Um, sometimes, like, well, also like get the hay nuts, like where they eat, like mm -hmm. the hay. Um, then in my free time, I would go to the garden. I actually like uh, planted some things. I ate from my potatoes, which was delicious. Uh, it was beautiful, to be honest. It was a really beautiful experience, although. Sometimes it was also hard because there, it was like a lot of uncertainty. I I was really afraid that, for example, one day I would like mess up something and they would say like, you know what, leave <laughs> and really? I would be homeless. So it was a lot of pressure, but they, they were a lovely family. They were you really... were you alone there as a yeah. foreigner? Any? Wow. Yeah, so, I was. Yeah. A, yeah, it was the only one like working as an outsider, let's say. So right, right. it was I mean, they were lovely and they wouldn't have never, ever like kicking me, kick me away. But um but yeah, you I have don't know. this fear right of course so but in the end it was beautiful 
I had to face some like bad like I don't know eras I don't know so but it was beautiful it was beautiful beautiful yeah but I think even like England is very multicultural um especially like for outsiders so I think you were good like here in Croatia Jesus it depends it, it depends if you're countryside yeah yeah, yeah. since you were like in the farm area yeah but still like yeah just like the eastern europe is insane for like especially people outside the continent <laughs> like yeah, yeah it's yeah, it is sure. you know barbara people here sometimes think i'm mexican because i'm more brown than usual because like <laughs> oh yeah yeah people here think i'm mexican like i'm like yeah, it was happening a lot there in poland Jesus, uh, it's insane. Because Brazilians are too exotic for Polish people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was when I was coming there, they were like, "Oh, are you Mexican?" No. <laughs> yeah. And they were, "Oh, Brazilian, too exotic. Never met Brazilian." Yeah. People, people like Eastern Europe, are, um, Eastern Europe are so white. It's insane. Like Jesus. Yeah, but but there is a kind of you know trending of them. They all call Latin people Mexican. Yeah. I mean, it, doesn't yeah. doesn't matter doesn't matter no. where you're from they'll be calling you mexican it's Just beautiful because you like, have a mustache like you're latin and you're mexican <laughs> no and there's like a hilarious i i saw it once they, there's like a map uh with like all like <laughs> marked each country with the with how people would see it so they would have like uh mexico you know mexico mexico you yeah, would yeah, have yeah. argentinian as meet mexico Brazil yeah, yeah. as well, Mexico. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really funny. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! So, yeah. Sure, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, do do you think there's like a big difference between Castellano and Spanish? Like, um, like when you go to outside of Mexico, do you see uh, like any big difference in Spanish? Because in my opinion, it's literally almost the same. Because I remember being with that Peruvian family. I I think like it's basically the same thing. But maybe for you, it's like kind of different. No. Well, um, so the most contact I had with uh, was with uh, Spanish, you know, like Spanish people. Yeah. And um, and I see like today I speak with uh, one Spanish guy every day. Well, he's my partner. So uh, <laughs> and it's really funny because we of course, we understand each other. Um, but there is I must say, like, I guess if you talk about basic things, you don't feel it. You say like it's perfectly normal. We can understand each other without any trouble. But then, when you Slang, get to a more right. exactly like for example with him, mm. I talk about everything. So I would go and talk about my day. Um, sure. And then, like, and in the beginning, I would see like him like watching me and say like, "What are you saying?" <laughs> I can't yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happens okay. to me too. Like sometimes yeah, he says things, and I'm like, "What? <laughs> what does that mean?" I cannot even. <laughs> It's. I guess it depends more on the. Vale, vale, vale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> vale, vale, vale. <laughs> and you yeah. guys, you guys say yeah in the end of the in the phrases, right? You say. Um, as in yeah, like. Yeah, it's I like. Don't I don't know. I think. Hey, I, si I una copa like... de cerveza, yeah. <laughs> no, I guess that's, that would be in the north, <laughs> but at least. All I right. Okay. Know. Maybe. All right. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know because all of my Mexican that. friends were from the north, so yeah, I guess <laughs> right. that's where it comes from. Oh, but yeah, man. I guess there are differences, um, and we can always understand each other. But there are some specific like expressions or words that you have to explain. Like if I talk mm -hmm. my real uh, like poor Mexican, you. you, I need translation. Definitely. You know, yeah, for sure. I, I actually thought that it was way easier to understand. 
the Spanish from uh, the Peruan family that I was in than actually from Spanish people. Because I think, um, I don't know, they spoke more, I don't know, slowly, but their words made more sense to me than the Spanish people just staying like so fast yeah. when the words and slang and that kind of stuff. So I actually had way easier time with that Peruan family than with Spanish people, for sure. Yeah, for sure. it also depends on, as you say, like how fast do you speak? I think I also speak really fast, so I think I might also be a problem. <laughs> so I don't know if you really understand me, but apparently we now understand each other. So <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh my god! So like, what do you? What would you say like your best places in Mexico are? Like, um, not just for travel, but maybe like for landscapes, like the, yeah, the places that show places the that tourists doesn't go. Yeah, the tourists don't go. Hidden, hidden, hidden places. In well, I, I think I would still speak about regions. I think everybody just think of the beach, you know, uh, but the like, for example, the um, rainforest, I would say, I think I would rainforest. say rain, rainforest. Yeah. In Chiapas, it's, I really love that, <laughs> as you can mm-hmm. see. Uh, it's beautiful. Oaxaca is also amazing. Like just not only the landscapes, but also the beaches and also like the culture there. It's just at least for me, is like the most amazing and beautiful thing ever in the world. Um, there are also really, I don't know, I think in the north, I've never been really north, to be honest. I think I've never been to the border, for example, like all the states that are in the border with, uh, with the United States, I've never been there. Um, but there is like another region. Uh, to be honest, I think, yeah, near the coast is really beautiful. Although there are also like small towns, uh, like with a beautiful architecture, you know, they're calling them like magical towns. I have my trouble with that concept, but they call them like magical small towns because they're really traditional and they have a lot of, you know, they have they have still like the the gastronomy from the place because that's a, wow, another amazing. thing. Like we have a lot of diversity, so it depends on which part of the country you are. The gastronomy is completely different, so. They, it's also really important where you go and what you eat. So, yeah, oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I really, really heard about those cities, those magical cities, because actually Mexico is in is the first country in my bucket list to, to be traveling after Corona, because you know it, it makes sense. I've never been to any other um, American country, let's say, uh, instead of the United States, and I really want to go to Mexico because it's closer and and also you have like really, really amazing culture in there. Amazing. You will love it. And those magical, yeah, sure. those magical cities are really beautiful. Really beautiful. I really yeah. want to because it's uh, it's like we say it in, in this podcast. It's not about you going to to places full of tourists and getting anything from that. You have to go to places where you can you could live like a native. You know, if yeah. I want to go to Mexico, I, I I want to live like a Mexican. I want to eat like a Mexican. I want to to know what you guys do right there. So yeah. it's 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 what I want to get to get from place. Yeah, yeah, Guilherme and I, we we talk a lot about every episode about those things, you know. So it's it's all about it. It's all about you know. That's why I brought in Cancun because it's just a bubble. It's literally just just a bubble, and it's even so much more expensive. I understand, like it's easy for people to go to Cancun because their packages are already made. They just have to pay, and then they go there, drink until they pass out, and then go back. But they don't really learn anything from Mexico. They don't really no, no, no. understand the good gastronomy from Mexico, like the good culture, 
uh, talk to locals about how they live in the country. You know, in Mexico is so such full of culture and like as I said, yeah. urban legends, mythologies, good food, everything. So if I would actually go into Mexico, I want I would want to actually like experience the whole thing and understand the the local life of Mexico. So yeah. No, definitely. And like for example, in Cancun, they even charge in dollars. I mean, that can <laughs> yeah, they go charge you in fucking dollars right there. <laughs> oh my god, it's fucking expensive. Not yeah. even in pesos, like, Jesus. No, not even. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like for example, um, but because sometimes I mean, I'm in the city. I live in the city, so I must say sometimes it can also be really. I can even question like my Mexicanity sure. from here, <laughs> um, because we have a lot of influence, like. It's a really big, big city, like really, really big, big city. Um, a lot of big, you know, transnational corporations. So uh, it's, I mean, we still see a lot of the Mexican culture here. Like you go to the street and you say like, oh, hell yes, it's Mexico and it's beautiful. You know, like yeah. the, I don't know, the little um, places where you buy the stuff. Uh, they're really funny. I think here it's like everything is really funny. Like, for example, today, let me tell you the most amazing story. <laughs> um, I went to get the vaccine. And uh, so they like after they get they get you like the pinch I don't know when mm -hmm. they get you the vaccine they yeah. put you like in uh, in observation so there is like this room no it's not only a room but like an area where everybody is really? being observed right so wow. then yeah so then right after the vaccine go, yeah being observed. like they <laughs> what? you stay so they can see like you, if you have any reaction like for example if you have trouble so you have to stay like for 20 30 minutes to see if you All have right. a bad re reaction Ooh. and uh it was amazing so apparently like just all of a sudden they come like five five guys i don't know like some girls uh from all ages all sizes in every way with this like like jogging pants you know and what they did is ask us to stand up and put us to dance so we were dancing you know They put like this music and like everybody was dancing and like they give you like the dance steps and everything. I was I was just dying, you know. I, like my love so this is very relaxing. <laughs> really. like, oh my god! Oh, exactly. Why would you? Do but it was beautiful, you know. Everybody would be dancing and everybody like they would be like giving you the steps and doing it with every, like all the energy in the world. I was just. I really, I, I think I love my country. Like in Amazing. that moment, I like where do you and find this feeling? This? Yeah, and this feeling after getting the vaccine is, is the best, yeah, the best yeah. way to celebrate. You know, you're very happy that you finally got this vaccine, and then you're ready for the world. After. This is yeah, exactly amazing. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Agglomeration again. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. What kind of music did they play? Some mariachi or mariachi? No. So it was that was the the fun part. So. You were in sections, so they would pass from section to section. So in one section, right. I heard they were playing like, um, uh, I don't know, like a little bit of pop or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and then, oh, beautiful, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then like when they came to my place, they also put like some pop or something. And then when they like for the next section, they were playing like. Um, cumbias and you know right. like they would be dancing like oh, with God. All the it was it. amazing <laughs> salsa oh. and everything everything that's so amazing cool. that's so amazing cool. history oh my god e even in here, the same here like even in here when i'm out in zagreb i just sometimes on my ear pods i just i have a playlist on my spotify that says viva mexico 
and I just put on that playlist and I just think that I'm in Mexico for some reason. And I, oh my God, when the mariachi starts coming in, I just want to start dancing in the middle of Zagreb. People think I'm crazy, but I don't care because that music just makes me happy. Like Mexican music just makes me want to dance, makes me want to party, makes me just, I don't know, just want to live, just want to live. It's so cool. I love it. It makes cool. you want to sing. I think that's what we yeah. do the most. Like we sing, like sure. we scream. We don't sing. We scream. So, <laughs> for sure. No, for, for sure. sure. Barbara, we are coming to an end of our podcast. Unfortunately, because this actually the chat is amazing. It's been really great yeah, to have we, you in our we podcast. Could be, we could do this for like two hours, probably. Yeah, two or three hours for sure. <laughs> for sure, so much and to talk. <laughs> in every episode, in the end of our podcast, my friend Guy asks. A question. Do you want to do it now, my bro? I will do it. So, Barbara, <laughs> what would you say the thing that makes you the most proud of being Mexican is? So, imagine when we were in Italy and you, you would introduce yourself as being Mexican. What would you say, like, about your country that would make you, like, very, very proud of being from there? I know it sounds weird, but I would say, like, life itself, you know? Um It's a really violent country. I, I'm pretty sure you know that. Uh, but it, it has like this contrast, you know. And I think, for example, what I just told you about the vaccine, I think it's just an expression of it. You know, we have this violence, really core violence. And at the same time, you feel a, like an energy of like, life everywhere, you know, in the streets. When you see like, for example, outside the pharmacies, there are like, there's this guy dancing. And, you know, these kind of things where you just laugh, you know, you just... Here, everything makes you laugh. You know, if it doesn't make you cry, it makes you laugh. So I think that other side is what I like the most. Yeah. Wow. No, Amazing sure, response. Barbara. Amazing response. Jesus. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I feel the same here in Brazil. You, you also have a lot of violence in here. But it's like you said, it's really contrast to how, how good people are. You know, there are a lot of bad people here. A lot. But also, the good people are really good and are really happy. Are really, you know... Uh, humble with the things that they have even though they don't have so much so yeah for sure for sure barbara thank you so much for this amazing podcast it was amazing to talk with you to know you by this podcast and <laughs> uh, for sure one of the best episodes we we have so far so thank you so much oh. yeah jesus <laughs> well, for sure you. like the flow was great, great. i love reconnecting with you again barbara and for sure like jesus you know Uh, as you said, are you coming to Europe, like in September? I am. So I we, want to go in September. Yeah. We will definitely reconnect because I'll still be in 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 Amsterdam and I'll have a lot of time there. So we'll definitely like meet each other for sure. We'll arrange something because yeah, I just yeah, I, I need to talk to you again and stuff. So yes, let's meet each other <laughs> again. I would love that. Yes, for sure, for sure. Thank you so much for everything. I really had a great time. Oh. All right. So, my dears, thank you so much for listening. If you reach until the end of this podcast, don't forget to follow us on the social and medias on Instagram. Uh, and is the vibe. So, go there and follow us. And, Guy, thank you so much for one more episode with me, bro. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, all good. Thank you so much, bro. Always here. So, we'll be right back in two weeks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Worldwide Podcast. See you guys. Bye bye. See you.